You're listening to the Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. Hey, Jay, are you ready? Because it's time to start the show. What is happening, everybody? Thank you for being here. Sorry, I started a little late. Um, if you're watching right now, we are on the Drunk 3PO channel. And before I begin, I have to be professional. You know, I got to be professional about all this. Um, I got to thank Nine Line Apparel. If you go to their website and anything that you want in the store, use the uh, discount code DRUNK3PO. You get 20% off of everything. Also, if you want to see this live, check out Drunk3PO YouTube channel. And I think I covered all the bases. I hope everyone that's here in the chat, I see everybody here. Hope everyone's having a wonderful wonderful day and today i'm just gonna we're just gonna dive right in i'm very excited to have this guest with me this person a lot of you might not know who he is but i hope after this conversation you guys will uh have a new appreciation for a person that's trying to change hollywood trying to change hollywood so i'm gonna bring him on right now this is the director phil just gonna click the button there he is how are you sir Yo, what up, man? <laughs> How are you doing? Everything is love? Yeah, it's all love, man. It's all good. <laughs> Director Phil, so uh, as we get in, we were talking before we got started, is that we have like a mutual friend in uh, Gina Carano, and uh, she she pushed me over to your Instagram, and I just saw all these things, all these things that that you were beginning to work on, the things that you were speaking out about. The uh, things about Hollywood, because you're living right there in the center of it all. And uh, so before we begin, could you tell everybody who you are, what you what you plan on doing, things like that? Just throw it all out there and let everybody know who you are. Boom. Director Phil. That's, so that's the, that's the Instagram. Obviously, that's the Instagram name. But it's <laughs> Philip. It's Director Phil Lee. But um, Philip Lee Williams. Uh uh, up and coming director, um, living in LA, uh, been working, uh, not, not for too long in, in Hollywood, but, uh, good, a good amount, about five, probably about four or five years, about five years. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in LA, California. When, when, when you say that, you know what that means? It's like, uh, <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the Mecca of like cancel culture land and, and do as I say, not as I do, Lan. Um, but yeah, I'm out here uh, be, being a budding uh, director, trying to be a budding director. And I'm very uh, completely on the opposite side of the liberal Hollywood narrative agenda. Um, just, just all those things that take away anything to do with uh, freedom, uh, our rights uh, to pick and choose, um, and our. Yeah, just pretty much that whole thing. We know that whole thing. We know what that is. I'm, I'm yeah, but you can't be living in L.A. and be on the opposite side. And there, there's nobody else out there that's like you, right? There's no one else out there that that thinks like you, is there? That's not nah, there, 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 there's, there's, there's probably not that many. Just a whole bunch of them that were down at the Freedom Rally today at the uh, City Hall, taking over the whole entire block. Just, just, just a little, a couple of them, and just a just little a bit, couple, couple. Of uh, Trump rallies we had last year with hundreds and hundreds of people, maybe even uh, over thousands of people 
just 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 that in Beverly Hills, you know, that that's all in Huntington Beach and and people like Gina Carano and 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 so many others. But that's all. It's uh see it, that we were we were talking before and and when you found out I'm like in Orlando, you were like, "Oh man. <laughs> you talking about opposite night and day. Uh complete opposites. I was in California uh not too long ago, a few months ago, and it was I it was just something I'm not used to because here in Orlando everything is I it, we had the uh we had the uh two weeks last year where everything was shut down. And then from there, it was uh, Florida just started opening up. And even a lot of the restaurants and businesses were just like, you don't need to wear a mask. You want to come in here like uh, anything like so. And I started like doing stuff about I want to say like May of June of last year. And I'm like putting pictures on Instagram and stuff. And everyone's like, what are you doing, man? (laughs) How was that possible? How was that humanly? I was like, I'm in Florida. <laughs> I travel out to, to California and it's just like, wow, it's like a different world over there, my friend. It's a different world. How yeah. have you uh survived? Yeah. <laughs> How has uh how's it been? How's it been out there? I mean, you guys went through like a recall election. You guys have yeah, uh you know, yeah, right. how have you how how have you survived out there? I mean, one, uh, I feel like a lot of people say stuff like this, but I didn't really uh, think of it this way. But I mean, it is what it is. Like, one, I'm a 6'1", 235-pound black guy that's walking around saying, I don't wear a mask. I don't do vaccines. I support Trump. Yada, yada, yada. I don't support the liberal, blah, blah, blah. What are you going to say to me? What are you going to say? Like, what are you going to come and literally, you're not going to physically accost me. You're, what are you going to say to me? It's, it, I confuse, that's what happens is that I confuse the people that's liberal because they, they're automatically thinking I'm going to be like, yeah, on their side. And then when I open my mouth, they're like, you don't fit the narrative. Yeah. They don't understand. They don't know how yeah. to, they're, they're, they're wondering, how do I, how do I get angry at him without looking racist? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I just go, but honestly, I'll joke aside. Um, I just uh, I made a decision to to have tough skin and and to weather the storm years ago before all this even happened. So um, I already had it set in my mind and in my head that there's things like this that are going to arise that I have to already be mentally and emotionally prepared for whatever it is. I didn't know what it was going to be, but whatever it is, I had to already prepare myself. And that's really a lot of what it is to do. It's not even so much of things right now. It's, it's more so I prepared myself mentally years back, like over like eight years ago, got myself like and started to get myself into a place for when something like this happens, I can stick to my guns and stand my ground. Uh, people in the chat are saying, I can't believe you got director Phil here. Uh, so you have some fans. People are like, man, it must be uh, crazy to be a free thinker in California. Um, and, and so on and so on. <laughs> it's like it's people see outside of California. We think it's such a rare thing. 
right, uh, right. outside, you know, because you, you know how it is like when you get bombarded by news media and you see pictures and you see posts and like social media and you're just like uh, what we see from Florida's perspective that California is just basically overrun by homeless people. Right, and yeah. that's it, you know. Yeah. And you have a governor that just wanted to keep everybody in their homes and nothing opened for like ever, you know, while we're out here, uh, like I said, on the Florida side and going to theme parks, going to restaurants, going to the gym, uh, everything was everything was really pretty much wide open by August yeah. of last year. Yeah, exactly. I was just that's what I was about to say. I was like, y'all, y'all barely closed for like half a second and then back yeah. open. Yeah. And so to to see a free thinker in California, but you said that there's there's a lot of people that think like you do that that are tired of they're tired of it all. Yeah, they're, they're getting really tired. There's there's people that's getting tired, but also there's uh there's people there's people that were already thinking like how you say free free in, as a free thinker uh in in that sense and but there's people now that are starting to come around because like you just said they're getting tired of blase blah blase blue of everything in between but but you also take it a step further because uh i love the fact that you want to change maybe not change hollywood but oh. is that is that your goal to change it or just say we're gonna do our own thing we're gonna rebel from all that stuff that they keep pushing out all the nonsense and we're we're gonna do our own thing. When did that when did that like spark? Like how did that just come about in your life when you were just like, I'm just gonna do it. We're gonna do it my way, we're gonna do it the way I wanna do it. And uh I'm off to the races. Like how how did that happen for you? Well, I'm happy you caught that because uh I caught that earlier when you said change Hollywood, and I was like, eh, but I'm happy you caught that because even you I could see that you understand you you can't change Hollywood mm. if you're if anyone's looking to change Hollywood in a sense that that means you're looking to reinvent the wheel, you don't reinvent the wheel. You can't change Hollywood. Uh, my goal isn't to change Hollywood. My goal is to forge uh, our lane in what we call Hollywood because Hollywood in a, in, a, in a sense, it's not, it's, it's more of a, this thing because it's when you really go to Hollywood, pretty much no movies are made in Hollywood, like film, film, no, Pretty much everything's outside of Hollywood. <laughs> so when I say that, uh, but but in the sense of the way we think of it, I want to make a lane for us. Now, in this lane, it's not saying that, hey, we are the only ones that can be in this lane. If you're a conservative, if you're uh, uh, if you're Republican or if you're anti, well, yeah, anti, but or even if you're not anti-mask or vaccine or whatever the case may be, the goal is to say, hey, we can all play in this sandbox right we're not trying to alienate people however in this sandbox in this section of of hollywood it'll be on our terms now you know meaning hey you want to come work work with us and do you have any problem with trump supporters do you have any problem with people that say they're conservative do you have any problem with people that uh don't wear masks and don't do vaccines you don't have a problem with that there's no issue cool let's work because at the end of the day, we're working. And at the end of the day, if we try to separate ourselves and say no to everybody, then we're doing exactly the thing exactly. that we're fighting against. See, that's the thing that I think people miss. Uh, they think that people that think we do 
that we're anti-everything, but we're pro-freedom. And and we, we're kind of like trying to tell the message like, I don't care if you want to wear a mask. If you feel comfortable wearing a mask, then please wear it. You know, I, I will never tell you not to wear it. If if you think getting the, the jab is what we call it here on YouTube, um, if that's what you need to do with for your family, then who are <laughs> who am I to tell you what you need to do? That's the whole thing. It's this whole forced narrative type thing where um that that's where we're trying to say don't 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 force that stuff. You know, I mean, yesterday there was like, you know, they, they got the whole Sesame Street gang out. I don't know if you saw it, but like characters yeah, 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 yeah. Sesame Street that. are tweeting. Fictional Sesame Street characters were tweeting about, hey, <laughs> guess what I got today? And you're just kind of like, what? What is <laughs> like, what is this? You know, it's just like, what what is happening here? Like, what like what is what is happening? And so that's the that's the message where I don't understand that they, they don't hear us, you know, where it's like, we're not trying to, to like divide and say, all right, we're here and you're here. We're just saying, this is what we believe. We don't want to force anything on anyone. And can we all just like come together, you know, yeah. and, and you might believe something differently. Your religion might be different than mine. Yours, this, exactly. however it is, but you know, and your in, in your work, you're just like, Hey man, I just want to make some good movies, you know, that's like, it. Right. That is that the bottom line in, of it all. In 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 a, in a sense, yes. Uh, for for the most part, it's. I tell people all the time. Um, I tell people, I go, listen. I'm mostly conservative and part libertarian, right? But then I go, in the essence of that, throw that to the back. I'm not a conservative filmmaker that's trying to make conservative film. There, you there thank you. Yes, I'm a conservative that makes film that's that meaning nothing the, the i'm not going going to start making political film now when i make political film it's it's short things that are for my instagram for the followers for the people that want to see these things that's that but if i'm out here and we're trying to make deals and make get producers and productions and financing and all that we're just making a film that we believe the viewer is going to like no matter who the viewer is to a degree you know so so it's just we just want to make good film we want to have fun we want people the whole goal is that we want people that are being outcasts uh are, are, are blackballed in hollywood for their political beliefs or for their uh beliefs of not being with vaccines and, and things of that nature to to have a place and, and work and continue to do the things they love because there's people in the film industry that has to go and work a different job now because they choose not to be vaccinated or because they choose to stand strong with their political beliefs uh what what have you they're being fired i get dms all the time they're getting fired uh hairstylists getting fired i mean from from actors down to hairstylists getting fired because they saw on the phone cover or case like a Trump or a flag during the Floyd riots and all that. And they're like, Oh, you're on their side. You're out of here. And we want to, we want to, we want to give that place of where you, where you feel you could be free, be free exactly. and, and, and work the job that you like to work without feeling like if you say one thing or do this, uh, the producers are going to, somebody's going to blackball you. The producers are going to kick you off. Uh, people are going to, the actors going to be like, I don't want that person hair. They got to, and then they, 
you have to are they trying Gina Carano you or your text tweet you gotta no I don't I don't I'm not with that period uh film school rookie for five dollars says I want to work with this guy I love him already another person that's in the industry trying to make things work well you can follow him on Instagram it's in the description film school rookie and uh check him out over there but uh how did you why did you why do you want to make films like what uh how long ago has it been how long since ago? uh like like when did you start like the passion of I want to make films I want to tell stories I want uh, to was it like a young age was it something that you've always loved like how yeah so 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 the it's gonna be I know it's gonna be odd watch people gonna be like what oh no yeah. tell your story man tell your it. story um a lot of people know me they know that my favorite uh TV show, just all time uh, TV show is Friends. I love Friends to death. Like that is my show. I've watched every episode. I don't know. I can't. Really, I don't. Really, I can't keep count. And that show was the show that made me want to make film, not be an actor, but make. I wanted to make that. I wanted to make Friends. And when I first ever seen Friends, I was in. I believe I was like in the eighth grade. So at, at it was, so it's about the eighth grade is when I said I want to work somehow and do something in film, but the love of film and TV uh, has been since I've been a child because that's what my uh, dad my dad is a, fil a TV film guy like he has VHSs all over the place like like that's all we did watch movies anytime there's nothing to do go in pop's room pull out the tape put it in a movie. And it took me to this age to realize that I was watching movies like three years after they came out, not realizing it because we were so broke and poor that it was like we never seen movies when they first came out. We had to watch them like <laughs> way after. <laughs> but it's been since I've been a kid uh, that I decided that I uh, that I love film and TV, but decided to work in film uh, mentally about eighth grade. But when I finally said, let me do this, it was uh, about. I'll say about eight years ago when I said I want to do this. I was doing stand-up comedy. So I started oh, doing yeah, Yeah, I did that first uh, before uh, all that. Um, did that, realize that that's not what I wanted to do. It's very uh, dark. The stand-up stand comedy world is very, it's a very dark uh, place, man. And, and I'm not a dark guy, you know. So uh, I was like, you know what? I was using stand-up as a foot in the door. But then I just said, I got to a place, I said, yo, let me just go straight to what I want to do. I want to direct films and create films. Let me go start my way from the bottom and work my way up and go become a, uh, I started doing background acting. And then I started to, uh, uh, be, I became a production assistant. Then I be, did some uh, second AD work and then the pandemic hit. And that's where we're at. And that's where we're at. So you've kind of seen, uh, you see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that goes on into making films. Before I, before I, well, oh, actually, you know what? I did my first short film before I ever even worked on a film set. And this you, is what, the back what kind of camera did you use? I used a Canon 60D, a Canon 60D. Uh, you use that. Do you do your own editing too? So you film it, you edit, like you do the whole thing, the sound effects, you did everything. 
well, remember when I told you, I said that uh, I prepared mentally and yeah. everything. Uh, that was a part of it. I knew that I don't come from nothing. I come from South Central LA. I grew up in Inglewood, Compton, uh, Watts, where all the blood. If you ever seen Boys in the Hood or oh, any yeah. movie yeah. like that, I am from those streets. I like I seen this growing up my entire life. Literally ducking bullets, bullets flying through the walls, all that. All my life, grew up in South Central, right? Uh, and, and with that, we didn't have money. So I knew the having friends or family with money to get me into this and pay for all this stuff wasn't going to happen. Mm. So I, I had to learn online. Um, you know what I mean, like an online film school type mentality, no film school type mentality, I mean, and learn these things that I knew I probably wasn't going to be able to afford. I probably wasn't going to be able to afford someone to edit, someone to shoot someone to do this and this and do lighting. I had to learn all that on YouTube, the internet, uh, uh, watching, the, asking questions. I had to learn it so that when I come to a place where I need to make something and I can't depend on other people to do it, at least I know how to do all these things to a degree. So you're the one that used Google as your best friend. A hundred. YouTube. Not really Google. <laughs> YouTube was my best, best buddy. To this day, no. Film Riot, FYI, Film Riot, if y'all ever, Film Riot is um, an amazing uh, YouTube account. Film Riot. Yeah, Ryan Connolly. And they they teach you over there on that, on that channel. D I mean, DIY. Do it yours. Wait. Yeah. Was it? Is it DIY? DIY. DIY. No, not yeah. driving under the. Yeah, that's how it. I almost said DUI. That's not yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and so. That and see, th these are the kind of stories that I want to tell with this podcast. It's like it's not, it's not, uh, you know, you have a unique situation, but you didn't let your situation that you were in hold you back from what you wanted to do, or still what you want to do. And so you just figured out a way. Like, if I can't afford to go there, then I'm just going to do what the what I can do and figure it out uh, from there. And see that is beyond inspirational for some because I don't know who's going to hear this and and or who's going to see this but there could be other young filmmakers out there or people that want to that want to do things like that but they don't even know where to begin they they don't have the money they don't have they don't know uh where to turn or what resources is I remember um people would ask me they're like how do you start a YouTube I'm like just go on YouTube and watch people do it. it's like Literally. it's like there's really no formula you see someone that you really enjoy and you're like, okay, I'm seeing how they're putting things together, and you just and you just yeah, and you just go. And that is that is that how it was for you? It was just like this is what I want to do, so I'm just gonna go, yeah, um, um, or whatever I got, I'm just gonna go. I actually did it backwards. I, I okay. Which I wish I, I kind of I wish I didn't because I would have probably uh, uh saved money. Um, <laughs> when you buy a bunch, I of think stuff we all could say that at one point. <laughs> like I didn't need this at all. <laughs> Used it one time since I've had it. Um, yeah, I went. What I did was I used to watch. Um, I was big into watching uh, YouTube, uh, like short, like sketch, sketch or sketch comedy uh, creators like King Batch uh, um, and and the Dorm Tainment and and all these different people, right? And I used to see, like, sometimes when they do a little behind the scene, you'll see their camera. And I remember I saw that camera, and I was living in Atlanta, Georgia at the time. I lived there for eight years. And I was working at uh, Sunglass Hut in uh, Alpharetta. And I remember 
some guy came in with this camera. It was my first time seeing a Canon type uh, DSLR camera. Mind you, I've always seen the 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 like real world type cameras where they hold it and mm. you know they got the handle on it. So I was like, I was like, oh, that's a camera to take pictures. And he was like, oh no, nah, this is video. I was like, what? He's like, this is video, man. Like as if like you late. I'm like, I'm not that late. <laughs> it's video. This is I was probably I'm 36 right now. So I was probably about 24, 25 at the time. So so yeah, about 25 at the time. So I'm listening to him and I'm seeing it. He's like, yo, this is the new wave. This is a new thing. Digital, digital, this, that, that. He said, trust me. And I was like, eh, but I trusted him. I said, you know, what? I'm going to trust him. He, he's really in it. And I remember the name of that camera he had. So I went, the first thing I went and did was see who was using it. And I saw these people using it and I went and bought it. Uh, when I moved back to uh, San Diego, I was working um, at a, at the Andas Hotel in De San Diego, and I saved up some money and went and bought the camera. I did a little research on YouTube, went and bought uh, a Mac, which I still have. <laughs> uh, went and learned how to use iMovie. Uh, you, I learned how to use iMovie by just by myself. Opened it and just started figuring it out, and it was a pain in the ass, but I started figuring it out. Uh, and from there, once you once I got those things um, and a mic, uh, I said, time to go on YouTube and learn what all this stuff does and how to do it. And that was it. Learn everything from YouTube. That's it. That's incredible. Um, that, that, that's inc that that's incredible that you were just like, nothing's going to stop me. You know, I, I'm I, I'm too focused on what I want to do. I'm too determined uh, I've seen people now that like all, the only camera that they have is their cell phone and they put together some incredible short films and uh, they have a lot of the similar stories. They're just like, it's all I got. It's all I can't afford. And uh, so I'm just going to go out and do it. I, I tell people all the time when I started my YouTube channel, I started with uh, iPhone eight and I had a fake microphone that I would hold. You know, and I just I'd set it up and I would record and I'd hold a fake microphone. It looked like I was talking into a microphone and it just was it was just something I wanted to do, you know. And and, and again, it was like I didn't know anything. Uh, I didn't I, I did the same thing. I went on YouTube and watched others and what they were doing and seeing some of the equipment that they have. And it's just like. You got to You got to do the your very best with what you have, um, yeah. the very best with what you have. Let me ask this question. Why do you think Hollywood is the way it is because hollywood used to be ran by the mafia that's why the mafia mm. like you there's spores that you're not going to get rid of you know that when something is ran by a, a evil or, or or bad entity to begin with and that's how all the money came in you're even when they get sh uh, the the tree is shaken and the dead leaves or the mafia people fall out, there's still spores of the way of thought, the way of of thinking. Right? That's just that's in part right. But the other reason is the reason it is the way it is is solely because of a bottom line. Their whole Hollywood's entire goal is to achieve their bottom line, is to make this money. Their whole goal is what is profitable right now if conservatism starts to become which i believe it will become extremely profitable you're going to see hollywood start to hey let's get these 
conservative filmmakers and let's start putting them on Netflix and Amazon and they'll do why because they look they chase the money Hollywood chases the money they don't care about you they care about the money and whatever is popular so if if being pro Obama is pop, uh, is popular if being pro black is popular if police brutality if believe all women me too all these things can, uh, rape culture what they call rape culture whatever is most is going to tug at the heart the strings of someone's hearts to make them financially give money somehow whether monetary just straight giving them money or whether by viewership they're going to cater to that always it's a it's a forever moving goalpost in hollywood and see, that's the money. that's the thing that we try uh, at least here. And I see some of your questions chat. We'll try to get to them. Um, it's just a call out. Like, for example, um, the, the movie that's out now is the Eternals and they are praising uh, a scene. Um, I guess it's an LGBTQ uh, kissing scene. But they're praising it, saying, oh, it's it's great. It's America. We're doing all that. We're breaking barriers and all that. But when they took that film overseas, they cut those scenes out. So it's kind of like saying, hey, we want we want you to watch this film because we're breaking barriers. Well, we don't we don't we don't want to hurt their feelings over there because we want them to they have rules over there. So, you know, in China and all these other places, we have to cut that scene out. And like, that's the kind of stuff that I think people are waking up to. Like you said, like, it's just, they ju it's like, they just cater to wherever they are catering to try to make as much money as possible at the, at the end of the day. It's, uh, it's, it, but don't you think people are waking up to like some of the, some of the Slow. garbage slowly? slowly. I, I told, I said, I made a post and I said, uh, the rebellion is slowly growing. Mm -hmm. the rebellion is is slowly growing um and the thing is is that i keep i tell people i keep telling people i go a lot of people came into this quote-unquote fight uh expecting it to be a race a sprint expecting within a year we'll be back to normal we'll be back drinking mimosas and and yeah. having brunch and um in a year we we can fight for a year and a half i have to, i have savings and then they didn't then they then the second year starts to come roll around they're like how come I don't have no more energy or no more steam? Well, it's because you gassed out in the beginning because you thought you were running the sprint when this is a marathon. This is a this fight is a marathon. You got to pace yourself. I keep telling people, I go pace yourself. If you've ever, I've ran multiple uh, marathons, not full, but half marathons. You have to pace yourself. If you take off out the gate, you're going to gas out and then you're going to give up. You have to pace yourself in this fight, whether it be in Hollywood, whether it be just in politics, whether it be in in uh, our rights and freedom, uh, the fights for our rights and freedoms in America, in our constitution, whatever we're fighting, it's a marathon right now, not a sprint. So yeah, I hope I answered your question. Oh no, it's good. Just I'm just like it. It's good stuff, man. How how do we uh how do we fix it? How do we fix what? Uh, what we're seeing in the world today, as far as like, uh, it's just keep running the race, keep fighting. As far as like, you posted a picture like Gina Carano, do not comply. Mm -hmm. You know, you talked about 
Uh, I don't want, you know, the mass mandates, the lockdowns, the things like that. The the stuff that's coming out of Hollywood, is it like talk with your money? Is it, you know, like uh, support independent creators? So the whole thing for me is a lot of people are fed up with the stuff that that I speak to, that the stuff that's coming out of Hollywood. They think the, the movies are boring. And the directors and right. stuff are <laughs> not taking right. responsibility for boring movies. They're blaming everything else. Uh-huh. So basically, it's like, well, if you don't like my movie, you probably don't like women. If you don't like my movie, you probably don't like uh, this. If you don't like my movie, you don't like LGBTQ. If you don't like my movie, you don't like that. And so we, we're seeing this over and over. Of but And they're not taking the blame of saying, well, yeah, it was a bad story. Or, okay, we didn't have the money. We cut corners. Or I get what you're saying. It's just... They just they're blaming everybody else except looking at themselves. So and that's going I don't know if you know this, but it's going across the board. Comic books, books, television shows, movies, everything. And everybody's tired of it. So this whole rebellion thing that we we got going is people are like, we're just for me, it's like we're just going to support independent creators like yourself. You want to make films, you know, and you and you want to bring people in of. whatever just we just want to work together and make good store and tell good stories and make good films and there's so many people out there now that are like i just don't want to give them my money anymore i'd rather give it to this person who's developing a new comic book series i'd rather give it to this person who's working on a fan film that i will be entertained and enjoying this is why youtubers and podcasts are soaring right because people don't want to watch the news anymore they don't want to watch like you know all the stuff that's being you know, choke down. I'm like, for instance, like uh, Don Lemon from CNN. Yeah. All he did, and I'm from Florida. All Don Lemon did was complain about how terrible, how terrible Florida was. Don't go to Florida. They're terrible. They're terrible. What happens? He gets He's caught in Florida without his mask on, sunbathing at a hotel. You oh, know, right. and it's like when 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 someone was recording it, he was like, oh, I've been caught. He just gets up and leaves. And so it's like um, people are people are tired. Of it. So this whole welcome to the rebellion. It's like I'm gonna put my money where people uh, that are number one entertaining me. They're making a good product. They need a little help, um, and and things like that. To me, that's how you start to fix things. When because like you said, if they're in it to make money, they're gonna begin to notice that. Okay, let's say let's say you start a film and you're like, "Hey, I need a hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to make this movie," and everybody puts in a hundred thousand dollars to make or whatever it is, you know. No, not <laughs> Yeah, one million, ten million, whatever it is, you know. Are you laughing because did I lowball it? Did I? Did... It is because we were just talking about that yesterday um, oh, yeah. about a lot of people if they're not in the film industry, like like viewers and stuff. If you tell them, "Hey, I have a two hundred thousand dollar goal," they're like, "Whoa, that's." I'm like. Do you know a million dollar movie is considered low independent? Low I didn't independent. know that. So teach me. Teach me, my friend. Teach me. A, mil- a million dollar, if it's a million dollar budget, that is considered low budget, low end. And chances are that is a independent movie or something very, very low. If it somehow makes money, a lot of money, it's just one of those things. It was just so good. It became a cult classic. And boom. But then when they come back around, their budget is going to probably be like 20, 30 uh, million. But uh, a million dollar budget, the reason why it's low is because all the things you have to pay for that people don't realize you have to pay for. Educate me. 
people some people don't realize <laughs> that there's about 200 plus jobs on the movie set okay. in a movie from beginning to you seeing it there's about 200 different jobs that take place that these people all have to be paid for and they have to be paid for each day if you're doing a movie uh gina just uh finished a movie with dallas uh Sonya and bonfire legend uh and they just finished wrapped that uh last week i believe and that's 30 days that's that's a month right uh of shooting meaning you have to pay everyone on that set your hair makeup makeup assistant hair assistant lighting lighting assistant your dp your first assistant director second assistant director maybe you got a second second assistant director you got your actors you got your stand in your background you know you got all these things i'm not going to go down a whole list from catering to crafty to ev- all these things still yeah, so I, I don't this is all new to me like i don't <laughs> you have people that take still shots when you see the billboards in hollywood when it's just like a okay Unless they're using like a super high uh, uh, a rate uh, uh, red epic or something, it's someone taking that that picture and they use that picture to put it on billboards, put it in magazines and all that. You pay that person. You pay a person to do behind the scenes videography, just catching things, you know, catering. That's the, the that's crack. true. I didn't even think about that. Got to bring in food. The people that drive you transport. The people that drive the, the van take you to set and back. You got a locations manager, you know, you got you got props, you got set design assistants, you got wardrobe, wardrobe assistants, designers, uh uh, all these different things. Camp for if you have two cameras, now you gotta pay for two camera operators, two focus pulling uh, uh pullers, you gotta pay for your uh second AC to, to you know the guy that does this clap. You gotta pay that guy, you gotta pay your your sound mixer, your boom operator that holds the boom. The lighting, the editor, the DIT, the VFX. So, and there's more um, that I'm that I'm leaving out. Uh, mind you, you got your producers, your directors, your writers. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So all these people have to be paid. Stacking up every day. And mind mm. you, if they're union, they're getting paid way more. All right. So let me uh go back. Yeah. So if we so if I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> Director Philip Lee Williams, mm-hmm. you need a hundred million dollars, <laughs> and you were able. All right, so we just <laughs> might as well go big, right? Go big or right, go home, go right? Big or go home. All right, all right, all right. We'll come down to let's say fifteen million. Fifteen million. You could work with fifteen million. Yeah, yeah. All right, fifteen million. So let's say you're like, I want to do this movie, everyone. This is the idea. I've got it all done. I need fifteen million dollars, and everybody invest in your film because they believe in what you're doing. You put out an amazing film. That's kind of like what the Daily Wire is doing. It's just kind of like, we're done. We're going to do our own thing. You put out this amazing film and everybody loves it. And it's just like, well, let's do the next one, you know? And like, we can do the next one. I, Hollywood will take, they, they'll they take notice. They're going to begin to see, right? That like, dang, people are putting their money over here and not where we want it. Uh, they they see that in these uh, comic book creators that are making comic books, and people are like, "We're not buying that no more. We're gonna buy this," um, because you've ruined our suit, or you've ruined our characters that we love, and and so on and so on. So it's like, I think that to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, because like you said, I just I didn't even know half that, but I, I think that's when things begin to change. Is when they see where the money's going. Is that? Do you think that's? 
one of the one of one of the ways we will see change where people will be more accepting because like you said earlier it was like people are getting fired because of all kinds of reasons people are getting moved here and there because they had a trump thing on their cell phone or you know the mass mandates or the the vaccine all that stuff and and they're just being let go and you and you're coming a lot you you want to fight against all that and just make good movies basically mm -hmm. at the end of the day and have a good time on, on set and have people, yes if you don't work time. on set uh because i don't know if you if you've ever worked on on a been on set or now uh but if you've worked if you're working on in film or whatever on set it's a beautiful time on set as long as it's a good set if it's a good set like it's just it's a addictive thing <clears throat> you just being on set uh uh i feel that my i have the most fun in my in my mind in between cuts and rolls like it's mm. not even necessarily the finished product that i'm eager to i'm eager i'm eager to jump in with everybody and seeing everybody all these moving parts working together like a well-oiled machine you learn meeting this person different on film sets there's so many different ways of life that all come to this one spot and stay in this one spot together and you could if you want you can learn so much about maybe that your country or outside the country based on those people that you're talking to on your set and it's such a fun good time now obviously we got to do the work and obviously we want to make something good but i believe that 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 energy on set is so key like i want one day to win an award for having the number one sought after set to work on that's my goal one of my goals mm. i don't know if there's an award for that but if there is i'm a, i want to make it an award um i got a couple questions here yeah, and go. uh feel free to answer or not answer at your at your disposal let's do it. uh at your disposal so this person asks, he says, are you Second Amendment? Uh, are you DGA? Do you work scripted or non-scripted? Said, sorry, I came in late. Uh, are you against vaccines for crews on set? And do you have anything that you'd like to share that you've worked on? I know that was a lot. Those are a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but this person uh, is clearly um, uh, works works in the industry based on the way they, they pose the question, so I could tell. So one, second AD. Uh, so everything I do is non-union. I am not DGA. So DGA is a direct. Hey, what is deal. DGA? I'm sorry, to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, sir. What is DGA? No, it's all good. Interrupt whenever, man. It's a conversation, baby. Uh, DGA is the directors' guild. So that's a okay. union for directors, right? Uh, a second AD is a second assistant director to the first assistant director. They Here, I'm thinking it's Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it's, I think we're talking about something completely different. See, this is why. This is why. This is this is such an education for me. All right. Second, second. assistant director. That's where we're going. Exactly. Okay, okay. So Forgive me, chat. Forgive me, movie people in the chat. You're like, dang, Jay, you really screwing this all up. All right. No, no. I'm learning here. I'm I'm learning. See, I'm I'm learning. Here we go. No, all right. Good, um, Back to you, to sir. Yeah, I had to learn too, man. Um a second AD is a second assistant director that typically they are the ones that uh, stay with the talent. Like if Gina is on set with Isaiah Washington, right? Uh, before they come to set, if they're in their in their dressing rooms or what what have you, there's a assistant director 
that make sure of where they're at, what they're doing, what time they need to be back, get them all the information they need, etc. They You may have a PA, which is a production assistant, is the lowest on the totem pole, come in and help with that. But typically that second AD runs that. But also you have a second AD that runs the whole base camp and makes the schedules and like they organize everything for you to know what's happening tomorrow. You know, so me, I, I've done uh, I've done on sets uh, second AD, which I just work with the talent. Right. Uh, so mm. that's to answer that question. The DGA, like I said, I'm not union. Uh, I probably never will go union. The goal was to go union. But after the pandemic and starting to see all the stuff that's happening, I was like, you know what? I'm probably more than likely just I'm 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 not going to do the union because they're crazy. They don't protect their people. <laughs> Do you work scripted or non-scripted? Um, I've everything I've worked on um, in quote unquote Hollywood, all of it scripted. Uh, I I have no desire to do non-scripted. Uh, what does that mean, by the way? Non-scripted scripted, or scripted? There's a script, meaning that TV oh, okay, shows, okay, I got movies, you. you know, but things like like reality TV shows and like I, no, I so those are considered non-scripted. You just film people. Walking Basically, around and doing music, stuff. Video, music videos, documentaries. Okay. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know, like that, uh, and uh, amongst other things, uh, and vaccines for crews. So let me say this clear, and let me say it loud for everybody there. To, I'm look at the camera for everybody to hear me. If I am in control of any set I work on, not a single person will have to be vaccinated, wear a mask, or test. Period. If I am not allowed to do that. I will leave that set. Mm. Simple as that. Matter of fact, let me not let me not go too far. You won't have to wear a mask. And you won't have to be vaccinated. Period. On it, if I control my set, you won't have to do none of the three. If I can't fully control it, but I have somewhat, you will. Ne- I will not be a part of a vaccine, a vaccinated only or must wear mask set. I would. We just shot a short film <clears throat> that I'm putting out on Instagram. Um, in a couple of weeks, uh, and nobody was vaccinated. Uh, <clears throat> at least I don't think no one wore a mask. But you didn't ask, right? Like it's just let's just shoot a f- film, right? No, I told Basically. people. I, no, I told yeah. people in, a, in an email. I said if you want to wear a mask, wear it. If you don't, don't. You, right. You're not that's, required that's to do any of that. But if you want to, do I won't, and I haven't. Uh, and so, so, so no. And what am I working on right now? I have a short film. Uh, that I'm working on is a uh, pro-police, uh, anti-defunding, uh, pro-self-defense jujitsu uh, short film uh, because I'm a fighter as well. Like I train, I, you can see right here. See that little dummy guy right there? Oh, hold on a second. You're from Los Angeles and you're making a pro-police film? Yep. Yep. That, that's that's impossible, right? That That doesn't come out of Los Angeles from what I hear. Uh-huh. So any any a- uh any um anybody coming up against you for that? Or is anybody like giving you a hard time about that or just calling you uh-huh. you're crazy? You're yeah. crazy, Director Phillip. You're crazy. Why would all you do family, something man. like that? All my family, which y'all don't what a lot of people what people don't know is that I lost like thousands of followers uh during the George Floyd time when I came out and said uh when I said the things I said about Ahmaud Arbery being not being a jogger. When I said George Floyd, when I second Candace Owens and said George George Floyd was a criminal that put his that contributed to his own death. I lost friends. I lost family. I mean, wow. I people people called me all types of of slanderous names and 
everything uh, 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 by supporting the police when I said they I didn't think they did anything wrong. And all these Breonna Taylor, all these things, I lost so many people, so many people. And I stood by it because I've had so many police help me. I've, I've had police change my tire when my tire uh, broke in Atlanta. I had a car, police officer and all of them white police officers, just in case people were like, well, they probably were black. No, no. Pushing my car up. I've had people, police help me um, stranded. I've had police help so many different things. And the small percentage of bad police are nowhere near the 99 to 98, 99% of police that don't do the bad stuff. So no, I would never be for defunding the police because when I grew up in South Central LA, the only thing I had <clears throat> that made me feel safe was the police. Mm. Because in my neighborhood, you will die walking out the, the house at 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning if you don't know what you're doing. And the only time, a lot of times, we ever looked around and felt somewhat safe is when you seen that black and white car pull by. That's the only, you're hoping that you could wave, if something goes wrong, that you could wave and they'll see you and come help. And hoping that they don't keep driving because they didn't see you. And now you're about to be assaulted, robbed, or worse by the gang members in your neighborhood that look just like me, that we're over here defending, saying that they are the good guys and the police are the bad guys. Well, I've never been chased by police to because I'm wearing a certain color. Mm. I've never been jumped by the police because I'm in a certain hood. You know, I've never had police shoot bullets through my wall because they were trying to shoot somebody that didn't wear the same outfit they liked or whatever. That's never happened to me. So when you started, when you started, uh, when you started speaking out about all these, I guess these, these, these issues that are out there, you said you lost a lot of people. But I'm sure some people came into your corner as well. Yeah, about like 20,000 of them. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. 20,000. And now look. Now, I, I saw on Instagram, and I will get to your uh, I'll get to your question in just a second. But I saw on Instagram, uh, and there was also videos floating around, that you, you had like a gathering of people that, that came together that were just like, we want... We want to speak out. We want to do these things. We, we don't want to be afraid of who we are and we want to make good movies and have fun doing it. Um, what was that? What was that about? I so think that's you titled what, it The Rebellion, right? Right, right. In in, in a sense, yes, titled uh sub sub like work a working title, the uh welcome to the rebellion uh mixers. But yes. um uh what a working title is something you're using for right now. But mm -hmm. um that came from Gina Carano, not from her directly but inspired by her. Uh, my man, Ermin, um, started it, the first one. We did, we were on our fifth one. He started the first one. Uh, it was probably like, maybe like 30, 25 people that came, right? And in downtown LA. Um, and it was inspired by saying that uh, we support Gina Carano's decision. Uh, the, the fact that she doesn't, that she didn't back down, that she made her stance and she doubled down on, on that. And that she didn't cower like 99.9% of all celebrities will bow the knee. They'll apologize, go on an apology tour. 
uh, I didn't mean, and all that. And she didn't. She did not bow down and she stood firm because she's a fighter. And if anybody understands fighting is you don't take that step back. The first person to take that step back typically is the one that's not able to handle the person in front right. of them. So we, we, we put these together and we said, hey, because we work in the film industry, we all worked in the film industry and we we're like, hey, let's come together during the time where we were on lock, uh, not lockdowns, but we weren't able to to wear it, not go anywhere without a mask. Let's come together. People in the film industry that 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 need a place to come and talk to other like minded people without wearing masks, having to wear masks. This is at, at the height. This was at the height of the covid scare. Right. And yeah. we were like, yo, we are going to show better than tell what we're going to do. We're going to show you. We're going to put our own quote unquote lives on the line and go into a place, a venue with no mask, no testing, none of that, and put it, put our money where our mouth is and show you how much bullshit this COVID pandemic is. And we're going to walk out of that place alive and well. And it's been, and it's been a year now. And we and we're on our number our fifth one, and we've had like 50, 60 people from Hollywood, actors, directors, producers, assistant, uh, stunt people, sound, all these people, all these different people in the film industry coming that are on our side, that are they may not all be conservative, but they may they all are pro America, they're pro uh, Constitution, they're pro our rights as Americans to pick and decide and choose, and they they've been coming and um. When the first one we put out there, uh, Gina Carano saw it. I tagged her. Uh, she saw it and she posted it, and that well, that was a beautiful thing to know because I didn't. I woke up. I woke up. I was mind you, <laughs> mind you. I was asleep. Woke up, looked at my phone and saw Gina Carano followed you and posted something. And I'm thinking, oh, it's one of those uh those yeah, yeah. fan, fan, fan account page. yeah weird. And I just went back to sleep like they. they and I looked at, looked at, woke up again. I saw, I was like, oh, this is real Gina Carano. And it's not even a fan thing. For me, it was a, a like, this is a strong, I like strong-minded people. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that she was, she she noticed what we're doing was was, was, was amazing, you know, and and it, it, it was just dope. So that's what it's for. That's what the mix is Let me tell you something. A lot of people work. are noticing. A lot of people are noticing what you're doing. That's why I wanted you to come on here. This is why I wanted you to speak out. And now, you know, the 100 plus people that are here, they're all cheering you on uh, in the chat. And they're just, you know, like they, they're they loving what they're hearing. A couple more questions. Yeah. Um, so this one, all the world. this one says, do you have a signature style or shot? Have you already developed a tone or style or do you mix it up? I haven't uh, developed that yet because I'm, I'm still too new as a, director filmmaker um a lot of people like to try to pretend as if oh we got it all together yeah i have this this uh uh avant-garde style uh very very uh fincher-esque no i'm still developing i'm still working on working things out i have yet to, i don't i haven't even had a a financed uh short film every short film the short film that i'm putting out i paid out of my pocket mm. the short film i did before that all out of my pocket uh, and if you know anything about film, it costs a lot of money, even for a we short just that. Minute film. Right. <laughs> so it we came it comes out of my pocket. So uh, I haven't ever had nobody to finance that. And if you know, that's a whole nother stress. But I haven't had enough time in this industry 
to develop my style. There's things I like about other directors that I look up to uh, styles that I incorporate. You know, there's things about uh, Quentin Tarantino. It's mm -hmm. oddly enough, Quentin Tarantino, because I know this is going to be uh, one of the questions at some point. My role models I look up to uh, that I like, and if I were, if, if you were to say I was a love child, I would be the love child of Spike Lee meets <laughs> Quentin Tarantino meets like uh, David Fincher, Antoine Fuqua. That's, That's so, quite a mix, man. That's quite a weird, mix. Right? Because I love Spike Lee for his style, but I, I hate his politics. Mm. And I love uh, Quentin Tarantino for his his style and i love his love him for the fact that he doesn't care what you think he believes in himself and he's going to do it and he doesn't care about being politically correct he's going to do what he feel is is right for him so yeah that's my my style for that's now cool. until i create my own with all that um the next one is i'd love to hear about your process for deciding what to work on i'll just be watching something Literally, I'll just literally I could I'll just be watching the movie and I'm a big fan and believe I'm a big believer in make the things you want to see that you don't see. Mm. So if I'm watching a movie and I see something and I'm like, why would you do that? Or why don't you do this? Like, what do you it'll come to my head? I go, that that oh, I could do this then. Boom, boom, boom. Or just like the, the film I made right now, that came from solely doing jujitsu. I'm a jujitsu. A practitioner, uh, and I know how much jujitsu will save your life in the street way more than any other boxing, any of that stuff. For a woman, especially, jujitsu is much more life saving than anything. So I was like, hmm, let me make a film about it. It's basically me making film, basically, comes from my way of explaining things without doing this, without having to talk. Ah, oh, I see. That's why I did stand up because I wanted to convey what I was thinking throughout because I don't do music you know, I, mean, I used to play piano drums and all that in church but that was a long time ago I don't do it no more so I need a way an outlet and yeah. a lot of times this I, I, it could offend uh, and and because I tell people I'm very much like a shot of Jack a shot of tequila I'm not I'm not I'm not wine or, or a spritzer like you can't just I'm not user friendly I'm not a I'm not an iPhone I'm a Blackberry there so, you go <laughs> you understand know so yeah. I have to I have to learn find a way to get my what I'm saying out there in a way that's easily digestible in which that for me is film. But I mean, so you could just be walking around and lightning strikes, right? And you're mm -hmm. like, I want to tell that story. So many people uh that are watching now are asking this question, how can they support you? What can they do today? Follow you on that, Instagram. I get that question. You, you <laughs> you'll be shocked at how much I get that question in my DMs. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. And it's mainly because, like, most I don't I don't call myself a conservative, uh, not conservative, uh, influencer, but people put that on me, and I'm like, cool. It is what it is. If it is what it is, it is what it is. If it's up and it's up, it's up and it's up. So I'm letting it be what it is. So with that being said, a lot of influencers have merchandise. T-shirts, hats. You, you got the rebellion hat on, which these are all passive uh, incomes that that I gotta get you one, by the way. Well, my man, obviously we need passive income because what's better than doing the thing we love, being paid to do the things we love? Absolutely. Simple as that. 
so we can continue to do things that you guys love that we do. So with that being said, I don't have a T-shirt, merch, any of that stuff. So everybody's wondering, like, how do we support, like, fi financially? Well, that's coming. Um, this short film that I'm going to put out, it's going to uh, start a crowdfunder. And what this crowdfunder is going to be, uh, it's going to it's going to be to get the finances so that I can pay instead of because the short film we worked, we did. Everybody volunteered their time. They believed in the, in the project so much that they said, yo, I want to come help you. Let me let me offer my services to you and let's get this movie made. Even though we didn't have a full uh, crew, we got it made. But when I have enough finances to pay these people, now I can get more of a crew. And guess yeah. what? Now I can go and say, hey, can you come work on this and take a break away from the mask Nazi film sets? Because everybody that worked on my film set, the main thing I heard was this was therapeutic and, re and relaxing to get away from that crazy stuff and be able to come and be who I am, be myself on set and not worry about masks, COVID, people trying to shut me down for believing. Oh, you're in charge. Yeah. And this, yeah. and, and, and this, and this, and that. So with that, that's what it's going to be. This crowdfunder is going to be uh, for that to, and it's going to be a, the amount is a crazy amount, but listen, I was crazy when I said what I said about George Floyd. I was crazy yeah. when I said what I said about Omar, what I said about when I said I, I support Trump as a black man living in South Central LA. I was crazy when I when I said when I said all this stuff, knowing I got producers that hire me, following me on Instagram that don't want to hire me no more. I was crazy then. So, hey, I'm crazy enough to believe I can get the goal we're going to get so that we can pay. The whole goal is to pay our people mainly first. Pay our people. And to have them come on a set that they know they're not going to have to wear a mask and they're not going to have to have a vaccination. And the only way I could do that is by having having a crowdfunder to finance that. Because I you know, I can't pay that out of my pocket every time. We'll be only be able to have like one short film every year. You'll be back half. filming on your phone, you know, like that. I, oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm trying to give you guys quality. Because yes. I, that's the thing. People, I don't want to make it look like I'm trying to be a cut rate. No, I'm no, we have. That's the thing that I tell everyone: you got to compete. You got to do the best you can um, with everything that you have to compete with what's out there now. People want to make comic books; you got to compete with what Marvel's putting out. You want to make films; you got to compete as the best you possibly can with what's out there. You have to, because if not, people will just they will yeah they will watch it as if. Oh, look, that's that's nice. Look what he did. Oh, that was that was cool. I'll watch it, you know, whenever. I'll just throw it on whenever. Um, no, that's not that's not what we're rebelling against, man. We're we we want to compete and we want to support those that can compete with the big boys, mm -hmm. you know. And and there's there's no reason with the tools and everything and the money, everything is everything is there. And I I, I love like what you're saying because I share this all the time with people. That there's so much talent, uh, even in the people listening, that they have, but they're like, they're just scared to take that next step, and they're and and the world is waiting to see and watch you take, watch all of us take a step, take a step of faith, and just say, hey, I feel passionate. I believe in myself. I believe this is what I need to be doing. I want to tell the story. I want to do this. I want to do that. And. I'm going to give it everything, 110, 100, whatever, the, whatever the catchphrase is, I'm going to give it all out and leave it all on the table because I, I don't want to look back. Mine is a, it's an old one, but a good one. It's 
I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Mm. Simple as that. I'm a fighter, man. So I'd rather I'd rather die on my sword standing, fighting for what I believe in, than to be someone's peasant living in some type of safe haven concentration camp. No, nah, not happening. What's up? What keeps you motivated? Um, what well it depends. Or how do talking, you motivate yourself? If we're you talking know? in a in a rebellion. Personally. Because like in this type of in this type of business, it's easy. Uh I, I mean, we look at numbers and, and finance and money and things like that. It's easy to look at things like that and let it get you down, you know? And it, it's easy. There, there are there are so many people that want to do something, but they see, well, you know, the numbers ain't there. I don't have them. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't. And, and they just, they start to look at the negative and they just quit and they just yeah. quit. And they're like, well, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. It's like, no, 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 no. I always tell people like, if you could just 30 minutes of your day to get closer to your goal or your dream or whatever, just, even if it's just an inch, it's an inch closer you know, and but it's hard sometimes for people to get motivated because when you start this process, so like right now, everyone in the chat is excited. They're saying, I want to support this man. I want to I want to see your film. I want to follow you on Instagram. I want to do this. But there are times in this process where you will feel a lo- like you're going to be alone. It's like and, and it's and it's those moments where you're like, it, it something to grab on. Yeah. To. And it's like, I, I, you know, I gotta, I got, I'm doing this, whether I'm, whether I'm doing it with a hundred people or I'm doing it by myself, I'm doing it with a million. I'm doing it by myself. Cause there's those moments where you, you just feel alone. You're not alone, but you feel alone because of all the, I don't, whatever reason, the pressure, the, you run out of money, you're this, whatever it is. I, and I've heard that from so many people. Like there's just this moment where it's like, I feel like I'm a, I'm alone and you either keep going or you quit. So direct. Well, mine, mine's is Philly. <laughs> How? Tell me, tell me those moments. Tell, tell the world. It's like, what, what is yeah. it? Some people have faith. Some people have a family. Uh, some people, you know, it's just, it's That's it like right you said. family, man. You got to mm-hmm. understand that. Like, so, uh, I'm 36, so when I was 28, my sister uh, uh, was killed in a in a hit and run in Atlanta. We both were living there. She's a year older than me, right? Wow. And they never found who did it. It was a hit and run. They left, right? But my sister, that she, her and I goal has always been because we were raised by a single black father in the middle of the hood in the late 80s, early 90s, in the middle of South Central which is very uncommon. Um, And our goal as we grew up has always been to eventually, I didn't realize it until uh, about a year before she uh, passed that she, we both were trying to make it in some field so that we could financially support my father, take care of him when he gets old so that we, we can make sure he, he lives out his last days or his his last twenty years, or whatever you want glory to call it. years, yeah, yeah. In, in a way because he sacrificed so much for us. Have you ever mm. seen that movie, The Pursuit of Happiness? Oh Will yeah, Smith? that literally, we went literally. Me and my dad went through that literally. Like everything wow. they've done from sleeping in, uh, in we just sleep in a bathroom, bathroom, but we slept yeah. in in places 
from the whole motels to coming back to the motel and all our stuff is outside because they we couldn't pay and they locked us out in the middle of the night to that whole thing right my dad sacrificed so much that in the sense of career wise why i keep 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 fighting is because he sacrificed way too much for me to sit back and just go i mm. give up my dad never once told me the white man has his foot on your neck. My dad never once told me whitey is evil. He never once told me police are terrible. My dad never even told me a bad thing about my mother that wasn't there. So I didn't grow up with this mentality. So I, it's only right that I keep fighting. It's only right. And my dad supports me in everything I'm doing right now. He supports everything I say. Even though he didn't know none of the stuff until I enlightened him about it. So I'm like, yo, I got my pops to take care of when he's older. So I got to do it. But also too, I look at it and go, I ha I'm going to have kids one day. And there's no way I can look at my kids and tell them to stand on your beliefs, stand on this, stand on that. If I didn't even do it mm. when the time was there. Oh, don't do this. Don't No, I need to do. I'm a fan of practice what you preach. So if I believe in something, then also too, growing up, I had to be by myself so much. I had to be, I had to learn how to back away from altercation because I had no one to have my back. So I can't talk. I can't defend myself against three gang members by myself. I'm going to get stomped out. So I had to learn how to kind of, you know, maneuver and just, but after a while you lose yourself in that. And it came to a point where I said, I, I, I backed away too much of my life. And I'm not backing away this time. I'm not taking a step back this time. If you want me out of here, you're going to have to kill me to get me out of here. Mm. Will Smith said it one time. He said, you have to be willing to die for your truth, for the truth. Be willing. And, and not in the sense of physically, but physically and metaphorically, but both. No matter, depending, you never know. Kanye West just did an interview where he was like, yo, y'all going to probably have to kill me because he was telling so much honest truth about Kamala Harris not being there and et cetera, vaccines, all that. So that's what keeps me going. And also, too, I love film. The film industry single-handedly kept me from being a very dark, depressed child growing up. Mm. I could have been a very sick, dark child. That two hours in that theater separated me and took me away from reality. When I used to watch movies, it was, it's the movie theater. Theater is therapeutic for me. It took me, it used to take me away from the reality I lived in, you know? So I have so much pride in this stuff and I have pride in America because at the end of the day, without America, I won't be, we won't be able to be doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. Period. So I'm fighting for anything that allows me and allows us the freedoms to try and chase, like, like you said, the pursuit or pursue happiness. Yeah. That's that's awesome, man. That that is awesome. A couple more things, real quick. Uh, Jesse for five dollars says, "Do you have a work email? I work in live action and study three D animation and some VFX. If you need any help, I think the best thing is to go on your Instagram. There's a message icon there, uh, right on your Instagram that they can. That that's how I was able to reach, um, director Philip." Lee Williams uh, through right. Instagram. Like so we, 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 
Yeah, so we we reset. He hasn't followed me back though, but that's okay. I'm not gonna push all that. <laughs> so if you want to send me a message, you send it there. There so it is. I have my email there as well. You can see the email. You see the uh, message. Send a DM or whatnot. And he, he just said he said that I didn't haven't followed him. Oh my bad. I, it was just a joke. He lied on me. He lied. <laughs> We just had to throw. That. Nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm nah so I'm trying to get in. You know, I'm just trying to. Yeah, I followed I, you I, back, like uh, as we were talking. You didn't realize I had followed you. No, I didn't. Uh, uh, the uh, last thing, not sure who said it first, but struggle Jennings said in a song, "Only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet." Thank you for uh, the super chats, guys. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I think. With a lot of uh, my members and stuff, we'll start doing, and I talk about the YouTube memberships and Patreon that I have here. We'll, we'll start doing some watch parties. But if you would like to come back once that starts to to talk about, you know, this funding project and the movies and stuff, I'd love to have you back on 100%. Uh, to share about that. We could set something up because it just seems I'm just gauging by, you know, we've we've had over 100 people plus, and and who knows how many people are going to listen. That are just saying, everyone keeps saying the same thing. Uh, how can I help? I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. I love this guy. I love this guy. I love people that speak truth. And I and I think that's just what everyone is looking for. Can people just be real? Can people just be real with themselves and, and just real with everyone else and stop putting up these facade wall, these fake walls and these, you know, to try to, to play some game? Like, it's just like a weird game that people are just so fake. You know, and I mean, with everything, like with uh, with like mandates and masks, like, you know, you, you had a gov. We still have the same governor who got <laughs> caught multiple times having parties, yep. comes out and says, yeah, I was wrong. I should have had a mask on. And I, I, but he's just he keeps getting caught, you know, and it's just it's just just be real with yourself, you know, and and I and I think that's what people are seeing. You know, like like how real you are and how passionate you are and, and how awesome that is. So I, I, mean, I appreciate I, it. I tell people all the time to, like you said earlier, we do what's conducive, what what is most conducive to your well-being, right? Not everyone can do what I'm doing. Not I go into stores without masks. They say put a mask on, I say no, and I keep walking. Not everybody could do that. Not everybody has that, and not everybody could deny the vaccine. Not everybody's in that position, right? And 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 I and I know it sucks, but it. I wish everyone was, but unfortunately, that's not life, right? So I go do what you can do. If even there's there's people that follow me that that are that DM me that I can't that won't allow me to mention their names that we not we all know that they support, but. They they can't do it. They can't come out with it because they don't want to mess up their financial income for their families and stuff like that, right? And I tell those people, I go, if you can't do it, then financially support the people that are out there putting their lives on the line. Yes, putting their livelihoods on the line. It's not about oh, people want to make money. No, what it is is that we are out here literally stopping for the most part our our, our financial income. We are mm. some of us are putting our, our our lives on the line. I've been toe to toe with Black Lives Matter and Antifa in the middle of the street, uh, uh, telling them to get out our neighborhood in the middle of the night while they're trying to fight the police. Multiple times, I've 
I've put my life literally this past summer during the riots mm. on, on the line. I was there. Like, that's another thing that keeps me going is that I, I go out there and I'm really out there. I really am in the streets. I really am out there with no mask. I really am out there toe to toe with Black Lives Matter. Like, yo, and not just being combative, but telling them like, yo, my man, I'm really talking to people in my hood, black and Mexican Latinos and telling them, hey, how do you think Joe Biden's doing? Kamala Harris doing? I'm a Trump supporter. I'm telling them I'm a Trump supporter. I didn't support him. What do you think? They're like, well, you're a Trump supporter. I'm like, yeah, but guess what? We're still cool. You know why? Because a lot of times it's the way you convey. Yes. But that's another conversation yeah. for another uh, podcast. No, that that definitely will be another one. Uh, I'm going to end the live here. But Director Phil, please hang out for a second. If you want to hear the continued conversation, make sure you become a Patreon or a YouTube member. Because now I'm going to get into some serious stuff. Do it. So, <laughs> so thank you, everyone who's watching live. You can listen to... Anything on your favorite, any podcast on your favorite app, um, you can check it out. Spotify, everything, Podbean, go there and check it out. But if you want to hear more of the conversation, become a YouTube member or a Patreon. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to have more of the conversation in just a second. Thanks for listening. We hope you were inspired today. To hear more of the conversation, check out our Patreon or become a member of the channel. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode. And welcome to the rebellion.